following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. And here we are, Adventures from the Shed online, continuing in the splendid uh, Aridan Empire, uh, brought to us by Jason, who's going to get us kicked off. That's true. If it's splendid, I haven't been doing my job right, so I need to make it more horrifying. Uh, but anyways, hello everyone. Welcome to our uh, game. Let's get into it here. Uh, we'll kick things off with Aster introducing herself or themselves. Um, let's be clear. I feel like getting eaten by a monster and then having a party member shoot acid at you is pretty terrifying. You're doing fine, in my opinion, but I may be biased. But yeah, hi. A is for Aster and also Amanita. I'll be playing the uh, fairy druid today and maybe not getting eaten. Maybe. Unlikely. <laughs> hey, this is Chris. I'm playing Ophidian. It was poison spray, so you might not get eaten today, but you might get poison sprayed. I can't guarantee anything. It's, anything could happen. I mean, yeah, I mean it's, it's hard to control the poison spray, it really. Is. It's a spray. I mean, what am I supposed right. to do? You can't really watch your aim with it. Hi, I'm Eli. I'll be playing Rays tonight. And uh, on Aster's point, your character's like a foot and a half tall. Everything is terrifying. Rude? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I thought Amanita was like a foot and three quarters. Right. Yeah, it, it's just those extra couple inches. <laughs> All right, Joe, good I'm session, Joe guys. Play. Have a good night. Play, play, play. Okay. <laughs> I'm Joe. I'm playing the Warforged Artificer Rolex, who ran into the end of the episode last time. Mm -hmm. And I'm Randy. I play Lust the Baxi Fighter, who sliced and diced and is really out of everything except slicing and dicing. Mm -hmm. He slices, he dices, he eats mices. What <laughs> <laughs> are yours today? <laughs> who was that, Randy? It, it sounded like Randy, but Eli's mouth was moving. Damn. <laughs> Well, uh, the group uh, made their way down into the depths of um, an underground city, and that's where we're going to pick back up. So who wants to do the recap for us? I think maybe we go in order of height, so the shortest member. So I think maybe uh, Aster gives us the recap. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> in terms of Ami, Ami's the shortest person here. Yeah, she's like, what, that big... No, Listen, no, 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 no. it's a me, tiny. Th thank you, Jason. <laughs> Randy. <laughs> uh, I mean, on. you must be this tall to do the recap. Oh shit! Um, somebody else has got to do <laughs> well, it. I only think Les could do it then. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next then? Yeah, Ray's. <laughs> All right, let the kids know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> sure, why not? All right. So, uh, we started our last session after defeating a weird monster uh, that was guarding a tunnel. We go down the tunnel, uh, find at one end it like turns. There's guards, and they're a little little unsure what's going on or like why they hear noises and all that stuff. Uh, we end up distracting distracting them. Yeah. Uh, through a team effort, we end up scaring the living shit out of them. They run off into an underground city that we're trying to get into. Uh, they turn a corner, and there's just a horrid crunch and squelching noise, and they are seen no more. Aww. We decide, you know, let's not go down that street. Let's find somewhere else to take a nap, because we're all very tired. 
correction, Raze is very tired and almost yeah. out of spell slots. Uh, we do end up finding Big Vine Monster uh, because Vine's not dead. Well, it is now. We murdered it. Almost because, at the cost of our fairy. Because Ami uh, distracted you once again and uh, surprise, surprise, monster. Is yeah, the, the fairy she and the team busy by not being eaten. well together. We, we do end up killing it, and Rolex is like, hmm, this um, this looks like a good opportunity for someone to stab us in the back. So he turns around, and <laughs> that's where we left off, yeah, waiting to see what he sees with his special Warforged eyes. Yeah, Absolutely. And with that, he rolled an actual uh, 16 plus 2 on his perception check. So that's what we're going to do back off. So uh, that'll be the only good roll for the night. Um, yeah. That's not the right thing. Rolex, as you turn around and you take a look back behind you, um, you don't see any like uh, actual like humanoid creatures wandering around coming up to stab you in the back. So that that fear is alleviated. But you do see coming from the other trees on this side of the uh, of the house, you see more vines creeping in this way. They're slowly making their way towards this really large amount of chaos that has uh, come out. And you get the sense that there might be more of these things that are lurking in this uh, desolate underground uh, wasteland. So you can see like these gnarled vines just kind of like And were these are the same ones that were hurting us. These look very similar to the ones that did hurt you, yes. And yes. again, they're still they're still a ways away, maybe 30, 40 feet away, and they're they're moving slowly towards you. But you that with what you rolled, you can clearly see that and make that out, especially in the eerily kind of silent uh underground cavern that you're in. This underground city is again, it seems to be a dead city. Um, there's a weird thin veil of like mist over the ground, and you can just hear those things. And as you look down through your robotic eyes, you see vines creeping towards you guys again uh that one is dead but it looks like there are more down that way uh, i just want to mean up uh. does rolex recognize any any of this at all anything triggering him or stuff yeah i didn't uh check any like towards the end of that episode but there were some things that told me that we were going in the right direction and then there was that that instance of he wanted to go all the way across the underground city to get to the the tower but people wanted to check other buildings first so we kind of yeah. went there i haven't really drawn upon the buffered uh memory uh, yeah i think we're just trying to find a stable enough house to crash in for a rest and then yeah, try not to die for a little bit yeah 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 there might not be any safe haven in this city there be oh, no there, here. Yeah, there are plenty of buildings around here, and a lot of them look to be still standing. Some of them are a little bit more, um, you know, run down and dilapidated. But if anyone wants to make a investigation or perception check to see if you can find a safe place to maybe run into, or if you have another plan, uh, you probably have, you estimate Rolex with what you rolled and what you estimate maybe 30 seconds before these vines actually are like getting in close range to you guys as they are slowly working their way towards you. You said so, investigation or perception? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, 16. And this was an open rule? I'm sorry, what? This was an <clears throat> open rule? Uh, like any of us? Yeah, anybody, anybody can do it. Yeah, absolutely. 
I kept hearing open world. I'm like, well, kind of, yeah, I guess it is, but you're actually in a, you're actually in an underground cavern. Um, okay. So yeah, I mean, that, those are some pretty good roles there. And uh, Ray is with a healthy plus 10 for his investigation. Yeah. Um, but less Ami and Ray, you determine that, again, these buildings here that you are next to, and I'm going to ping them on the map here, um, probably aren't the safest. As you can see, there is a mass of overgrown trees and roots all around those. Um, Biophidian, you can see there are some other plant-like kind of things on there that aren't moving at the moment, but you are a little bit leery of actual um, plants at this time. Uh, down to the south, you can see there's a building that seems to be uncovered by uh, vegetation and things. Up here, this larger building, it looks to be maybe more the remains of like an old like um, temple or church. Um, that looks to be relatively free of like uh, so the snarling vines and things like that. Um, you guys really can't see through to the back end of the map here because there's a giant like you know, decaying carcass of this massive plant monster on there. So with what you guys rolled, I would say to your south or to your north would probably be what you guys would estimate would be the safest places to go to. Hmm. I vote the weird church building. I concur. Well, we're when you running, phrase it that way. We're running out of time. We should never have been here. Well, let's make like we were never here and head that way. Okay, so you all make it. You all make your way up, and you uh, you rush off towards the um, towards the uh, uh, looks to be ruined church or temple. Um, it has long been since abandoned. As you make your way forward, you can see that the walls are still relatively intact. As uh, whoever was here prior uh, looks like they did a pretty good job in terms of construction, but definitely. It's it's definitely again seen better days. Um, there is a large um, double uh, oak door that is sitting right in front of you. It looks very very heavy. Who's trying to go in? And again, are you guys trying to go into the front door, or do you guys want to take another approach? Well, I'll say Rolex was very concerned with how quickly the vines were coming. They only had you know half a minute to get away from where they were. If the door is there and there's an obvious handle or something, Rolex is just going to walk right up to it, try to open it, and go cool. in. Yeah, cool. Just make me a strength check real quick here. Oh, that's not a good one. If um, the door doesn't open, I would like to take the bird murder route. You said it was double. <laughs> I had you said it was, completely okay. have attempt. You said it was... Okay. Sorry. sorry. What was that, Les? I'm sorry. I was just going to say it was double doors, so can I grab the other ring? Sure, sure. Well, I can go ahead. And, uh, you can, Joe, you can make a roll with advantage um, since uh, Les is going to help you out. Oh, Hello? No, no, I can't. <laughs> a four doesn't really help. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, all right. Uh, but, I mean, a 10 a ten was the DC, so I just wanted to see how how okay. how, how forceful you guys could be. Jo uh, Rolex. Does the door open in or out? It opens in, it looks like. So, so I think it's probably only the momentum that I had that helped me open it because yeah. I probably fumbled with the and handle a bit. As you grab onto it, you go to like pull on the handle. And as you do, you can hear like the metal pins inside. You can hear them kind of tink, tink, as they were, sounds like they were rusted pretty solid. But again, with enough force, you and Les are able to kind of push the doors forward here and crack not very far you're able to crack them just enough to where you guys can slip in um who's going in first uh ami with arms wide open <laughs> ami as you flutter into the actual space here uh make me just a perception check real quick as you make your way in 
Les will scurry in after. Scurry. <clears throat> okay. It is incredibly dark in there. It is um, all the windows that you can see looks to have at one point had some very ornate looking kind of bluish stained glass on there. But in this area with no kind of natural light, they just kind of act more like um, shades over the windows. Uh, you can see there is remnants of what appears to be several um, like uh, 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 seats, pews almost, as far as like long benches where people would come to uh, pray and gather and all that kind of stuff here. You don't notice anything hostile inside with a tent. So uh, you float in and Les scoots in right behind you and the rest of you follow suit. Uh, Rolex, um, as you were the one who really noticed the vines and have kind of had your eyes on them, you can see they're moving towards where there's, you, can, you probably guess they're, they're moving towards where there's noise. As again, there was a loud kind of like pop of the locks of the uh, of the of the hinges of the uh, temple doors. You can see them like moving, and they're starting to move in that direction. So they are heading towards us. Yes, they're still quite a ways away. Um, if I was to draw it here, you could see they finally got like to right to where the other plant monster was, but they started to like head off in the direction that they heard this kind of um, the, 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 feet, the footfalls of you guys running up to this temple and things okay. like that. Um, hmm. I would like to take a um, small object from the ground. Is there like a piece of wood? Oh, yeah. or something small wood. that I can throw. Yeah, wood, um, there's rocks, there's rubble, there's a, a few kind of, um, looks to be old, like, um, uh, uh, what's the right word, um, books that are kind of just laid, laid out there that seem to be like old, like um, uh, the kind of like church books you've got, you know, that were in the back yeah. of the pews and stuff. It looks like they are just, uh, there are a few in there. So you can have your pick of what you want to throw. Yeah, uh, something that I think I can get to throw pretty decent off to the side. You know, something I can get, a, you know, 30, 40 feet uh, in the other direction. But um what I want to do is, using magical tinkering, I want to imbue the sound of my footsteps ah. in a six-second re repeating loop on this yeah. item that I want to throw. So I, I want to do that first. Um, and I just let it record, you know, six seconds of me just stomping my feet, hold the thing at my feet and stomp. Uh, and then once it's in there, I want to step to the door and throw it west. Like Okay. Yeah, I love it. Um, uh, again, it's definitely going to work. It's definitely going to go off here. But to see how accurate you are as far as how far you're going to throw here, uh, oh, I would I say that. What was that, Joe? I could just drop it. <laughs> I know I could do that. I could roll horribly. So, yeah, I'm all for that. So um, uh, so I'm thinking, I mean, what, what would you want to roll for this to see if you could accurately chuck it to where you want I'm to go? I'm thinking if we treat it as an attack, then I would use my intelligence rather than my dexterity. So sure. it would be an unarmed, let's, let's an unarmed yeah. ranged attack. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess it'd be yeah. the same as throwing a rock. But, yeah, sure. um, yeah, roll, roll add, add your uh, intelligence modifier and your proficiency bonus because you are using magical tinkering, which you are, yeah. of course, proficient in. So I'm going to add nine to... The uh, this isn't going to roll over there, is it? Let me do it this way nine plus uh, 10, so 19. 19, yeah, throws over there, and you just yeah. hear. And again, as you were making the stopping to record it here, the vines were creeping towards you a little bit quicker, and yeah. then as it drops off, um, uh, uh, about 40 or 50 feet away from you here, they stop and they just kind of 
turn and they start to make their way over to where this uh, um, this noise is coming from. You slide back inside of the actual uh, temple and just kind of gently shut the door as best as you can, and you guys are safe for now. If we make too much noise, the vines will come for us. Try to be quiet. Quiet, please. Got it. No getting electrocuted or anything. Um, I'm assuming all power is off, but okay. <laughs> is there a way to brace this double door? Does it have a... Sure, make an investigation check. Let's see if you can figure out how to brace this door. All right. I think, I think you misheard. I think you said embrace. Ah, well, yes, you can hug the door if you would like to. Uh, but with it, yeah, there are several of the pews that are still there. Um, some of them are like kind of broken in half, but there are several good long-looking benches that you could probably pick up and kind of jam into the actual um, uh, into the actual underneath the door handles themselves. And you can you estimate they probably be able to to barricade the door off pretty good, if, unless there's a pretty hardy creature trying to get through it. Cool. After that, I want to take a look around to make sure there's no other ways in and out. Or I'm sure they are, but I just want to verify. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll, we'll use your current investigation check here uh, as you peruse through the entire area. Um, there is, again, an altar at the very top here. And as you make your way up to the altar, you can see um, there are several things in this altar that would really call out to Ophidian. Um, several snake heads that are making up the actual base, holding up this stone slab uh, that was uh, very, very similar to the carvings that you saw on the walls that were intricately cut in to the pathway and the stairway that led down into the actual city itself. The back end does have another door. It seems to be again shut. Um, you can try to you can brace that one as well. Um, with you and your 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 team here and then there are the windows so there's two doors the back door and the front door and then they have windows all the windows look to be intact though um they are stained glass so they could be broken but um uh there are some wooden planks and stuff that you guys could try to cover them up with but you'd have to hammer them in and you know or find some way to fix uh, adhere them to the actual windows uh which might be a little bit um dicey depending on how you want to do it it would still be a neat fort, though. It would. It would. We blocked this whole place up. <laughs> you know, did uh, Ray see any birds he wanted to kill? Oh, uh, we got in, so the bird murder route was yeah, null and void. Uh, I, I just I, wonder I if there was. I don't think there's a secret underground catacomb under this temple, uh, under the underground. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I was just wondering if the floor was covered in three different shades of moss. Mold. It's Ooh. not mold. It's not. It's not. It is a it is a uh, rich looking kind of granite slash marble style looking floor. It looks like they spent a lot of money in here. Unfortunately, again, it's pretty dank and pretty uh, run down at the moment. But it seems like this was a once at one time a pretty well funded temple. Me one too, temple. Curious, Me too. One thing I'm curious of with um, from Rolex's perspective is how long has this area, this town, the city uh, sat in disrepair? Do we um, know, or can he do a little um, investigation to try sure, to figure it out? Sure, you can do an investigation, absolutely. Try that. Roll investigation for me. Because I know um, Rolex has been curious about this. A 16. Okay, with a 16 Rolex, 
you take some time, you and Dogaga, uh, wandering around after you guys barricade and brace the doors and things like that, and you feel relatively comfortable inside of here. Um, you guys, of course, are gentle on the stepping as, again, uh, you don't want to create a lot of sound. But you make your way to the altar, and you can see several documents and there's like a trail of paper that leads to an office it looks to be a wooden door that's just right off to the side probably where the um the priest the cleric whoever was uh, operating this temple was at um you go and you open the door up and you kind of uh see inside and you can see there is what looks to be um a a body the body looks to be um there's two of them in there i'm sorry there's two bodies one of them seems to be nothing but like skin like a snake skin a serpent skin uh that is just kind of there there's like seems to be like what seems to be like a, a remnants of a skeletal structure inside of it but it's like flattened down and it looks like it's been there for some time the other one looks to be elven in nature and looks to be just nothing but really just skin and bone with just some of like the ears because the ears have a certain amount of cartilage in them and things like that that are a little bit more rigid um they are of course dead at this moment as you look at them but in the elven individual's hands you see that there is a he's holding on to what appears to be a book of some kind um do you want to take that from him um, does it look like that was the priest or whomever? Yeah, yeah. So the elven one was not the snaky one. It doesn't look. Yeah, like yeah. The, the snaky one is also wearing robes, but uh, you can tell that this particular one had a, a more ornate looking like um, pendant on his okay. around his like corpse and stuff. The other one had like regular robes, and they were just kind of like flattened down on the ground. Now this one is like sitting in the back of a chair and seemed to be of higher stature. Okay. Um, I guess do a little bit of looking around without grabbing the book first. Can I tell any title or any information from the binder or cover or anything? Sure. Because if it says something about like, you know, secret ancient magic, I'm not grabbing it right away. It, it, it definitely doesn't say anything about secret ancient magic here with you. What you rolled for your investigation, um, uh, you see that this particular um, uh, temple is to Kelevamore. Uh, um, and you can see that this uh, was called the Soul Enclave Temple, and it was a place that they went to honor the dead and the gods of the dead and things like that here. And there, you can see on the the, the actual like um, book itself, it looks to be there's um, like a di it's almost like a diary that he was holding on to. And if you're trying to find dates, looking around the office and stuff here, that probably be the best place to to get it. Yeah, if it doesn't, I'm not. You know, quote unquote, checking for traps. I'm just looking to see if it's obviously right. yeah. evil. And yeah. if it look obviously evil, which it doesn't appear to, then um, yeah, Rolex will grab the book and, you know, turn away and just start leafing okay. through while walking back to everyone else. Okay. As you pull, pull it away here, uh, you can see there are several entries and it goes through about three quarters of the book is full of entries. And a lot of them are about the services, names of the dead that they buried that particular time, what they did in terms of rituals and stuff like that to make sure they passed to the afterlife. But as you get to the very back, you can see um, there is mentions of uh, um, a cataclysm that's happening, that the royal, the noble families from the above ground are incredibly upset. War is coming. You can see that this person was scribbling down several notes about what was going on. And the last date that you see here 
leads back about almost 300 years in terms of, oh no, sorry, I'm sorry, almost a uh, hundred years in, ter in terms of time. My apologies on that. I got, I got uh, looking, looking at the wrong note. I was going to say that'd be a really cool jump in time too. So yeah, it would be, it would be good. Yeah. It's about, it's roughly about a hundred years in time. Uh, so roughly around the same time that you kind of forgot everything and have been mm -hmm. active, it, it kind of syncs up with that particular time frame. So you estimate kind of what I was expecting, but at the same time, it was like I needed to find out one way yep. or another. Yeah. So you estimate that the city has been deserted for at least. 80 to 100 years okay. in that range. Uh, and just casually tell others while looking through the book that this seems to be uh, almost 100 years old from about the time of my creation. I don't know if that's just a coincidence. How I, I was how here before, by the way. I just don't remember everything yet. How much of Rolex's flashbacks has he actually discussed with us almost everything the only time he wouldn't have made some kind of mention of it is when we were trying to be quiet okay he has no problem relaying what's going on because it's so interesting and he finds it fascinating this is what memories are wow <laughs> so what, do you, what do you guys want to do well i need to get some rest i'm sure and i'm i'm gonna point at rolex you'll yeah. be fine staying up but I, yeah. I am in desperate need of sleep and food let's plan our watches then yeah and our investigations around does it seem like it'll stay a safe place you sense that as long as you guys have maybe watch you don't you know you definitely yeah. would not all want to go to sleep at the same time that'd probably be bad yeah <laughs> Yeah, you fall asleep on your power button. <laughs> Roll for sleeping. <laughs> oh, no. Um, actually, I think I'm immune to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I mean, you guys, how do you guys want to go and try to go about getting your I, long rest? I, I, I cast Hard Reboot on a Thoroughbot. Oh, no. Um, it's going to take years for that to happen now. He doesn't, mm -hmm. have, the newest, he doesn't have the news updates. I, yeah, your your Rolex is thirty eight percent complete. <laughs> I'll take the first watch. <laughs> yeah, um, a Rolex will definitely be up the whole night, but he does have to be in the standby mode. So I mean, he can see going on. But yeah, um, I don't know if there's an exact number that's put on it, but there's no need for sleep. It's just like a standby mode. It's not. I don't think it's the quite the same as the whole Elvin thing. The meditation or whatever it is um but yeah i want rolex to be at the door right listening for the the creepy plant sounds because six if he hears them getting closer he'll he'll try and create another ruse yeah six hours is what you need for a, a for a long rest uh, being okay. just inactive so it's a little bit less than a than a full long rest for you um so whoever wants so Wes said he was going to take the first watch is rolex taking the second so who's taking the second i mean like i say for rolex at least he'll just sit at the door you know right at the door the whole time and you know standby mode with just a little listener active and you know swap off with dog but not paying attention to anything else he's just listening for if the plants show up so other people should still be on watch okay i'll take the last watch i can do metal okay all right, so uh, 
everybody, uh, you guys kind of try to make yourself as comfortable as possible in this area here. Um, and you all go to have your long rest. Um, Les, I believe you said you're taking first watch, correct? Yes. Roll me a perception check as you are doing your long rest. Now, is there anything you guys want to do at night on your long rests that you guys would like to do? We can do that as well. Um, uh, Les okay. would just kind of be uh, walking up and down the main aisle slowly, just looking back and forth. Okay. Turn his watch. With an 18 less, you hear some noises outside, and as you kind of like peek through some of the windows and things, um, you can see some of the vines are moving, but they're not moving towards you. They are, again, just kind of seems like they're just kind of creeping around. You can see there's like a little rat that is kind of like scurrying around. You can see one of the vines wrap it up and start to pull it back into a different direction. But your watch goes, uh, um, uh, you know, pretty. Um, Holy sh! Did pretty that just quiet. get Ami? Oh, there's <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I believe Damn. it's uh, Rolex and Ami. Uh, Rolex, uh, you become inactive for a, just a period of a couple hours yeah. to help your teammate out here. Make roll yeah. a perception check on your watch. Sure, I could do that. I think. Um, ooh, I shouldn't. Uh, but let's see. Six. Okay, Rolex. As you are on your long rest, um, uh, you wake up here as less kind of like you know, uh, uh, you know, gives you a little tap on the head and tells you. But it's your turn, and he goes to sleep, and he cur- he, you see Les like, walk around in a circle several times and just curl up in a ball on the floor like Cry- animals do. <laughs> Crying the last of his half uh, plate off of him as he's about to lay down. <laughs> uh, Getting the black gunk off his fur the rest of the way. Uh, with a six, you're not paying attention to what's going on because your eyes, again, flash into a past setting. Okay. You see yourself uh, again as you open your eyes and you're looking out through the through the door through the door crack and stuff like that. You can see um, that you were at one point in time uh, passing by this particular area. You, you're seeing it almost um, uh, through a third person lens to a large level here. Okay. And what you see is you see from the area that you wanted to go to across the way again it's a little bit hard to see from here but it's 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 several miles away from here but you right. can still see that area that, that large spire that you wanted to go to you see and you hear just a loud growling and a guttural kind of yell emanating you can see people running backwards from there and you can hear them scream oh my god it's coming it's it's broken loose and it's running and people are running backwards away from it here. You, again, uh, um, sporadically see flashes of you trying to grab on to people who are, again, like fleeing through the streets, and you're pulling them forward. And as you, like, just look up, as you pick up this young young woman, and you're trying to help her up, you can see off by the spire what appears to be a massive hand wrap around the spire, a finger that is probably as big as you are tall, wrap around it here and you just hear screaming and you hear lightning and thunder going off and then you kind of snap to it and you're just wow okay whoever's up next gets that full story yeah uh that would be ami next ami uh you or ami (laughs) 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 ami you wake up and um uh you 
you make your way over to Rolex uh, to relieve him so he can go back into his standby mode. Um, is there anything that you would that you hear this again? Rolex shares it all. Is there anything you would like to say to him? To Rolex? Mm -hmm. Is this before or after I was just given all of that? <laughs> you pick, I guess. Fair enough. Yeah. She'll she'll definitely kind of like watch silently, but you can pretty clearly see like her slowly getting more both fascinated and horrified thinking about how much larger that is than herself, considering one of its fingers is as big as you yeah. and you're already astronomically larger than she is. <laughs> I and she'll ask what he was, thinks it is. I don't know if it was a giant or something, but the people were screaming and something was coming. Turns what out we're just it? cattle and we're in this cage. <laughs> oh, that's not, um, you hear, you hear Lester <laughs> yell that out in, from his dream. <laughs> well, what do you think it was? Do you think it was uh, a memory? Just a, a, a dream? Those, do you dream? Those are memories. Wow. My dreams are almost always about gears. Not, oh. not electric sheep? <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> well, when do you think that was? How old are you? That would have been a century ago. Gosh. Because I wasn't never here. Like wow. I am. <laughs> wow. Ophidian smirks in his sleep every time he hears that. <laughs> Damn. So you taught him that. I give my Unless dreams the gold and they go away. Unless his tail twitches. <laughs> <laughs> Gets everybody. It's uh, muscle memory. But, um, why is Ray's stabbing in his sleep? Why does he do that? <laughs> Look, I had a very traumatic upbringing, okay? It was me the whole time. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sheila. <laughs> Slurring her first and last thing together. Les wakes up to you just pretending to stab at his head. <laughs> what are you doing? Sorry, old habits die hard. All right. Ami, anything else that you would like to discuss with Rolex before it's your watch? No, just just sleep tight, little buddy. Okay. We'll find you a home. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Ami, roll me a perception check on your watch, please. Oh, boy. Perception. Oh, like, like oh, yeah. oh, yeah, absolutely. A 17 plus 4 is a 21. Ami, as you are uh, uh, on watch, you look outside, and again, you're keeping your eye out for those vines, and what you can see is something that Rolex really didn't see before, uh, because, again, obviously, Rolex was reliving moments of his past. Oh, yeah. You can see several of the vines that were creeping around the actual pathway leading up to the temple. It looks like they have been cut or tr or cut through. They are, you see they're, they're broken and there's uh, um, uh, like the tips of them that were trying to like reach out and grab you guys are just laying there. And the other parts of the vines had retracted. You can see what looks to be like large kind of like drag marks from maybe what, what seems to be like a wagon wheel that is going off uh, in this direction here i don't suppose there's any way for me to tell from here like how 
recent it is. It looks to be very recent, because again, you didn't notice this when you were coming up and running into the temple itself. It seems like something passed through here um, not too recently ago. I'll definitely uh, keep that in mind and make it a point to, as I'm kind of going around and checking up on everything to continue coming back to this and see if there's any updates. And then I'll do the same thing, relay what I know to the next person. Okay. All right. We'll say that uh, Ophidian and Rays will be on watch. That way, if Ophidian has anything he wants to do, uh, he can. Um, uh, but again, uh, you guys are woken up. You're given the same information that Ami has uh, relayed to you. Uh, you're on the last watch, so you both are fully rested at this point. You guys are you're not going to ask how I wake Ophidian up? No, I'm going to. I'm just letting you know how they're doing. I hope she slaps me right in the face. Poison spray. Poison spray <laughs> up the fucking nose. Get ready, I, I, buddy. I, just, I snorted. I just do a line. <laughs> <sighs> like Best part boy. of waking up. Ami <laughs> goes to do that, and Ophidian just wakes up and goes... Thanks, I've been needing another fix. Like, oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> oh, you got that on you? Oh, sweet. Man, what, what was in, what, what, what's in your Zet Lavender? Oh, that's that? good. <laughs> We're doing I'll this from now the on. Nerves. <laughs> this is our new morning ritual. <laughs> and as Ray's becomes more in focus as he is trying to do that here, he's waking up and Ray's, you're just seeing just this haze as some of the poison spray got into your eyes and you're just like, oh, Oh, it doesn't do any damage to you, but um, definitely stings a little bit. I've been poisoned. <laughs> no, it's just a little fuzzy for you as you're waking up. Um, but Ami, is there anything else you want to say to them uh, besides just letting them know what you saw? No, just kind of what I saw, that it was very recent, um, and to just kind of keep an eye on it. Okay. Uh, Ophidian and Rings, you guys are up on last watch. You guys, like I said, had your full rest, so you guys are all back to normal. Is there anything that you guys wanted to do before the rest of the group has their full rest and joined you before we roll your, your checks to see how your, your night went? Uh, for me, I missed part of the description of the snake stuff because I had to run. So uh, if you could reiterate that again real fast. Yeah. Um, wrapping around these, this giant stone altar at the top was the was very familiar snake heads that looped up. And again, they were very similar to the intricate carvings that you saw coming down uh, that hallway, down that stairway into the actual city itself. Um, uh, you can choose to look more into that uh, during your... Is there anything I can take off this, or is it just like it's built into something I can't take? It's it? the, the the altar is built. It's a pretty solid structure. The altar is, is built into there. But Rolex uh, did find a person inside the office next to it. Here, it, this person seemed to. There was two of them. There was one that was Elvin that was just desiccated and just dead for a very long time, and another one that was just really a pile of snakes in and like a very very thin kind of skeletal structure underneath. I will take some of that with me. Um, whatever's not too much to carry on like a backpack. Okay, so I, the, the, actual, here, I'll take. the actual yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Yep. Okay, all right. Um, so make me make me just an investigation check on the, the snake skin, then, please, as you're wrapping it up and you know trying to put it together in your in your bag. Gotcha. Okay, a uh, a uh, thirteen plus three sixteen, so not bad. Um, as you are wrapping it all together, and you your the skin is still pretty pretty durable, and it probably is to have survived a hundred years down here um, without you know all the meat and everything else. You're probably going to air it out. It doesn't smell very good, um, but um, 
around its neck, you find there is a snake head amulet. It looks to be very, very much um, similar to the things that you've learned about uh, Yanti culture in the past here, things that you were brought up with here. It looks to be very, very indicative, but much older, about 100 years old at least in terms of like what, uh, of the style of carving and things. Uh, as you pick it up, um, you definitely feel it's got some hefty weight to it. And with what you rolled with your investigation, it sounds like something's inside of it. You're not sure if it's liquid or maybe a little uh, piece of something that's floating inside, but there is something inside of it. And again, as you wrap up the skin, it folds up nice enough that you can put it all inside your bag. Um, uh, what do you want to do with that particular piece? I'd like to uh, see if I could figure it out, if I can open it up. Okay. Um, as you, again, tinker with it here, Raze, what are you doing on your two-hour watch? I'm going to be uh, just kind of pacing uh, in and around the church, just looking outside, checking out the, the, the crack in the door. Just I'm, I have no interest in the building here. As a matter of fact, I have no interest in the underground city at all. I just want to know what the frick frack is going on. Okay. But to do that, I have to be safe. So okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just looking up for threats. Then make me a perception check, please. And then Ophidian, um, are you really doing a lookout right now as far as your watch, or are you just letting Raze do all the watching? Well, I, I assumed I would have did this earlier when you described this stuff. So I, it depends. Okay, it's yeah, up sure. to you how you want to play that out. I did sure, want to look sure. outside of what Amanita said. Sure. Where then, stuff yeah, was make, chopped both up. Make, both of you make me perception checks for your watch, then please. Uh, sure. Okay. Absolutely. I got another twenty-one. Ooh. And then Ophidian's like, I can do one better than that. That's a 25. <laughs> That's four better. <laughs> four better. But as you guys are, are sitting there in Ophidian, in the time it takes you, you realize that this particular item, as you're trying to like crack it open and like trying to figure out what's inside there, you see like the little serpent fangs and this this the, the snake head, and you're like like messing with those and trying to see if there's a way to get this thing to open here. And as you like press in on both of them here, you can see the entire, the, the, the eyes on this little medallion, these, these glowing like yellowish eyes light up and there are small like runic insignias inside of them here. And you know enough about Yanti culture that unless you know the right way to open it, it's most likely a trap a trigger for something bad. So you kind of let go of it for a second here and the yeah. eyes go back. You, you, you probably deduce at this time and the time that you have when they were doing their stuff before you took your long rest that you probably need to find a way or somebody or some other means to open this up. But um, uh, you, don't, you don't have the tools on you at the moment to do so. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Uh, but with what, with what you raise, what, what both of you, you and Raze had rolled, um, you guys hear outside, you hear what sounds like wagon wheels. You hear like, you hear just this kind of like. And as you guys kind of like grab onto your, your weapons and your armaments and you look outside, you can see there are what appears to be two guards. They look to be Wintermere soldiers. They wear the same kind of cloak and helm. They have the same short sword and blades that they carry with them. You can see them like dragging through the same pathway that Ami was saying. You can see the two of them like carrying like this large whale barrel full of like there's six barrels on it and they're large barrels and you can see them struggling with it here and 
as they're struggling with it here, you can see a vine kind of ru ru rushing towards them. And as it comes towards them, uh, you can see the one uh, winter missile to grab a, a, a what looks to be his uh, his crest emblem, and he holds it out at the vine. And as the vine comes up towards him, it just stops. And he walks over to it. He just <laughs> brings his short sword down and cuts it. And then he's like, I hate these plants. And he kind of goes over and he grabs the barrel. And he, they start to kind of slowly move it through this part of the city. What do you two want to do? I will file that away for later. <laughs> um, why don't we just go get them right now and get those amulets? That seems interesting. Uh, they're clearly transporting something with Yeah, I kind of want to know what that the, is too. With the way the Wintermere family operates, they're probably on a pretty strict schedule. If they yeah, I remember something about time. the, uh, there was like a manifest with a bunch of barrels and stuff on it earlier. Uh, do you remember? If they, they don't show up in time, we risk exposing ourselves to them before we make good of our surprise advantage. Hmm. All right. Okay. But so I do got... know where we can get some. <laughs> some surprise advantage? I'm all for it. No, those emblems. Do you remember those two guards at the start? They still there? Oh. Something tells me they're not anymore. Yeah. I remember the way back. It'll be fine. <laughs> okay. You guys continue to watch, and you see them making their way off in the direction that Rolex was talking about prior. Uh, they have to stop a few times to fend off the plants, but they continue to move forward. Is there anything on the barrels that we can see? With what you guys rolled, um, the barrels, they are, they're not like standard like kegged barrels or even like ones that they use to like haul fish or grains. These are overly large type of barrels here. You've rarely ever seen ones of this size. And with your perception and how quiet it is outside, you could hear like what sounded like meat sloshing back and forth or like squishy kind of like as they were like, uh, hauling it through the area, but uh, but it was well built, so there was nothing you could see into the barrel. You couldn't see anything into there. Um, there was no insignia as far as manufacture of the barrel. Um, they just seemed to be overly large, and uh, again, they made this weird kind of like squelching noise as they rattled around in this uh, cart they were pu pushing it on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, anything else you guys want to do on your watch? Or we will bring it up to the full group. Mm, not that I... Nothing active. I mean, Raze is just... After the wagon, like, fades off, it's it's obvious that he's going to be distracted. Uh, if Ophidian were to approach, it, he's mostly just concerned about what, what the hell did Rolex see? <laughs> What in the nine hells did Rolex see? And what is going on with this town? Um, Rolex will definitely describe it a couple of times for um, Ray's if, if the description would help him understand it at all. Oh, yeah. Like after everybody wakes up, he would, he, that's the first thing we do. Rolex, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah I'd like we'll, to hear it. We'll catch everybody up here. Everyone wakes up. You guys are, I mean, are Ophidian and Ray's, are you guys waking them up in any specific fashion? Are you going to poison spray them like Ami did to Ophidian, or are you going to <laughs> just wake them up gently? So I'm going to need to 
flies with with fairy wings, right? She doesn't just levitate. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. So, uh, for less, I'm just gonna like shake him away. Just hey, get up. It's time uh, to go. Uh, uh, R- oh, Rolex. Oh, okay. Okay. Like <laughs> wave my hand in front of his eyes. Five more minutes, mom. Can you Five see me? He's paying just enough attention at any given time. Uh, it's it's about time to go, Rolex. And when I get to Ami, I'm going to take the charred feathers that I have out of my backpack for some reason. I'm just going to, like, wiggle them in front of her nose. And when she wakes up, yeah, not so nice, is it? Come on, get up. Damn. <laughs> all right, we're all even. It's fine. Can, can some of you, any of you buckle me? Excuse me? Oh, yes, absolutely. And I'll help Les get into his armor. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Okay, you guys are all you guys are all awake. You have your long rest, your spell slots, your health, everything else is restored. Hey, my spells. <laughs> okay. Uh Rolex, yeah, if you would like to if you guys would like to discuss anything before you go out there, uh, obviously uh, Ophidian and Rays, do you tell them what you witnessed on your watch? Yep. Absolutely. And I will also propose the plan to go get some emblems from the dudes that probably died when we got here. But uh, all that aside, Rolex, could you go into more detail about this hand that you saw at the monolith? So from for that, I want Rolex to be able to paint as pretty a picture as possible verbally... Um, I don't know, like drawing in the dirt if there's dirt on the ground, anything that would actually help Ray yeah, take that station and, and make something out of it because Rolex doesn't know himself. Yeah, there's a lot of dust caked on to this place here. So you make your yeah. way over, and there's like um, uh, one of the church pew benches that is on there, and you just kind of use your finger and you draw out. He draws out a almost like you know, like in a printer, it's like he's just kind of going back and forth, <laughs> just like dotting the dirt, dotting the thing, Dot matrix, yeah. <laughs> Dot matrix uh, as, as yeah, Rolex is doing down, this, <laughs> as Rolex is doing this, Ray's gonna pull out a journal, inkwell pen, and just like actually start mm. trying to sketch this out in perhaps a bit more detail than the dirt can give. Um, do, you, uh, uh, do you make a ding at the end of every line, too, or is that just maybe. <laughs> you just hear the. Yeah. Don't, don't forget the as he mm-hmm. resets the line. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, Rolex, what he creates on the church pew is he creates what appears to be a skyline of several buildings um, that look to be, again, very similar to what you're, the direction you're looking at here. But there is a large central spire that goes up probably maybe 100 feet. Uh, and wrapping around the very, very end the, the like the mid base of it here you, there he just draws what appears to be a massive hand uh that wrapped itself around there um that's all that he really saw and it came out in you know pretty good detail and again raise you're able to put it all together relatively easily and uh i would say make maybe a um a history check to see if you can put together anything based on what he drew history check how generous yeah uh oh wow only very generous i've look i research real monsters politicians (laughs) not whatever the hell this is (laughs) um, fine i was gonna say you should get it with advantage but not (laughs) 
Ray's will actually like like he he will actually be like muttering that under his breath as he's like looking over the pictures. <laughs> so, like very cool. What in existence is this? How would you how would you uh uh, uh help him with advantage uh then Rolex? What would you say? I was gonna go for um I don't want to do it now because <laughs> <laughs> all right well in that case we're the, the 12 will stand um right. yeah raise you have no idea what the hell this thing is you've heard of giants it definitely seems big enough to be a giant hand maybe mm. this is beyond me well, well so can I start like a nature check yeah yeah, yeah go ahead no nature check well, she's doing that. Besides Rolex, uh, Les has like, was it always like your race or your family line helped out like Rolex mm -hmm. or how'd that work? Uh, I think it was the family line that helped out uh, the family of uh, that Rolex served as well. So, does anything like does this make sense to you at all? Is that something you would know about? Uh, Les, I guess, could ponder that for a little bit, and then yeah. Uh, the, the the thing is, Les is Les, Les is young. He was not yeah. back here with Rolex, so we can uh, do, do a history check from you, Les. Let's see if your family ever told you anything. And then again, Ami with a nature check. We'll get to that in one second. Yeah, that's a good call, Chris. Let's check it out. I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Worth a shot. That's a, nice roll, that's a plus one, so four. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna need to crush it. Though. It's 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 it, uh, Les is like pondering it, looking at this drawing here, and it isn't until someone says, "Oh, that's like a, a hand," that Les actually realized, "Oh, that is that looks like a hand." I thought it was something else. Oh no, uh, Les has no idea what he's looking at. <laughs> oh, that's a hand. Uh, but Ami, I thought it was a weird ghost. Ami, with a twenty-five, which is very very good here, an eighteen plus seven. Um, Growing up in the in the Everland Forest, you were passed down many stories that, again, giants used to roam this part of the lands here. There are actually monuments and monoliths that are made to them out where you live. But again, they've been long since 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 uh, uh, gone. Um, they used to they warred with the with the ancient or not the ancient with the uh, older. Uh, generations of nobles that came from the actual city folk would place that again you had just found and actually just came into um uh you do know there was a uh what they called the titan of the deep and that was probably the most impactful one as far as the story that you know this particular creature used to rule with an iron fist the underground caverns and legend has it carved out most of the underground areas beneath the forest uh people and creatures of all walks in life feared and revered this creature and then one day the men or the people uh, from the from the top side the city folk came down and well basically uh, uh, expelled this creature from existence. Um, you, of course, thought it was all legend for a very, very long time. But with what you rolled, that would probably be the closest thing that you would know to legend-wise or lore-wise that could relate to a giant hand being around this monolith. Mm. Um, she'll definitely relay that information in the form of, you know, based on what Rolex told me 
earlier in the night and then now seeing like it on dirt and like paper that that would be her best guess and like you said that she didn't think that it was actually real that she thought it was just you know something you tell the kids but mm -hmm. that's quite disconcerting i'd say so i wonder if it's still here ophidian as she says this you are brought back legends of your people and that they were driven out by uh from their from their um from their layers by creatures of enormous stature and magnitude you're not sure if it ties in or how it ties in but this does feed into a little bit about what you knew as far as what you were trained on and brought up on as far as your specific culture so um there's a little bit of a tie-in with that with what ami rolled as far as again uh, the amount of information you guys can get okay yeah. what do you guys want to do i propose we try to find the bodies of those two guards to get the pendants that they seem to be carrying otherwise we could just follow the wagon trail hopefully they have them i mean they were guarding the staircase away from the city but guards have to rotate they seem pretty dumb to rotate away from here to the city, but sure. Mm. Worth a shot. Worth a I shot. will admit, you do have more experience in that field than I do. I was from afar. You lived it. Yes, as an idiot, I was guarding things and swapped out with the dum-dums. No, just kidding. That's not what I meant, Raze. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to offense by it. You're Whoops. Raze. I'm less. No, I'm still waking up. You've uh, been on guard duty for five hours. Hold on a second. Who's on first? Third base. I no. was on first, really. We're on bases now? Okay. What do you guys want to do? Well, I guess we're heading back to the uh, where we saw those, or we think we saw those guards turn down and die. Okay. You guys can definitely do that now. You guys know that this particular area is hostile with sound. So I have to ask, you guys are doing this as stealthily as possible, correct? Full well, we, sprint. Let's say, do we need everybody to do this? Or maybe just one <laughs> or two of us, perhaps? It's up to you guys. It would probably be best to just have a couple of discreet individuals go quickly nab the items and return. I'll All right, stay so, in case of backup, then. Uh, so if you guys yell, Ray's I'll maybe? charge. Ophidian and Ray's, perhaps? I do have experience in skulking around. However, I'm going to look at Ami. Uh, that one doesn't make footsteps. Team yeah, but, uh, and she's Ami again. Gonna... But can I actually grab anything that we're trying to get? It's uh, a pendant, roughly the size of my fists. Uh, would it be fair to describe it as like a thin disc of metal? Yeah, absolutely. Thin disc of metal. It so not like some st solid, like this weighs 50 pounds. Right. It's okay. something something that the average man can comfortably wear on his cloak. Ray says, can you lift, bro? 
Doth thou even hoist? Okay. So is it going to be Ophidian and Lamy who are going to be? This going is, of out? course, if you're comfortable with it. I can do that. And uh, I, <laughs> hmm, I want to give them bardic inspiration, but I'm not entirely sure how I can go about that. Uh, I mean, you, I mean, bards um, they don't just always inspire through song. It can be you other things. Whisper sweet nothings to us. <laughs> I am quite skilled at that. <laughs> It could be a friendly gesture. It could be a little dance. Just be careful, he does. Do the dance, Raze. Do the dance. <laughs> I truly believe that the two of you are best suited for this mission. Godspeed. And that's that's my pep talk for both of them. Do you guys feel inspired after that pep talk? No. I mean... <laughs> I want to see the dance, Raze. Do the dance. I'm not dancing for you. Not for free. In front of others. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, but fair enough. Raze gives you bardic inspiration. Give it both, to both of them? Uh, yes. Okay. So that's right. for the next 10 minutes, you have a, an extra 1d10 that you can roll to, and you add it to an, one ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. Yep. Okay. So you guys can choose when to use it, um, but you guys are going to make your way out into the... Mm -hmm. um, uh, again, it seems like it's night still, but it is morning. Um, Ami and Ophidian... Make me a stealth check then, and let's see if you can uh, quietly get out into the area and make your way towards where you uh, saw those guards get taken. Or fit in this I'm just saying, if I'm flying, I should get advantage. Sure, go ahead. Roll the go ahead, roll the, go ahead, roll the advantage. Then, wow. So perhaps the reason why your stealth is so poor is that you have like bells taped to your wings or something. You could roll a D10 and add that to your total. I mean, you if you average them out, it's like a 15. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking Ami, what do you want to do? Yeah, you might need to feel inspired. Oh. So what's that, an 11? Yep, that's a, that's a two more to the nine. So yeah. Well, was Thanks. that was that with was that a D ten or that was with advantage? So again, you have bardic inspiration, so you can roll an, another D ten and add that to your highest roll. Oh, then go ahead and do that. Relics, do you think they're going to be okay? No. Uh. I, mean, yes, I have half of the faith in the world. Ah. Uh. That's an eight. That's better. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, so an eight on the uh, on the D ten plus her nine, uh, that is that is enough. So you guys make your way out, and as you guys do, you guys travel for what is about in this direction generally here, going down. This is where you saw them get pulled off. You guys went the opposite direction as far as where they went. You make your way past several of these buildings, and you see down an alleyway. Um, you can see there is a congregation of vines and masses, um, very similar to the creature that you saw before. It's like nestled on like the side of a building. It's like roots are like penetrating into the actual sides itself. And you can just hear it going. And nope. as it's doing this here, you can see what looks to be like the melted remains of bodies down by its thorny kind of roots here. Um, it seems like it has melted off the flesh and a lot of the uh, juicier bits of these bodies uh, over the course of the night. And all that remains is this pile of like charred bone, some clothing, and 
what appears to be two little shiny metallic objects. There's also their short swords that are there as well. Um, but it's like right next to the creature's like chewing mouth here as its vines are going in and out. You guys can try to, to grab them, but it will be a difficult thing to get to since it's like right underneath its mouth. What do you guys want to do, Ophidian and Ami? Um, you watch my back, and I'll move in and grab those. How about that? Okay. I don't think I you want that. to get eaten again. I don't. Mm -mm. And I figured you could uh, you could do some ranged action uh, if needed. Mm -hmm. So I will. So it's just the one big boy. Yeah, it's a big boy. Yeah, it's another big boy. All right, I will be extra sneaky. All right, then roll me a stealth check, then, and let's just oh see if God. you can be sneaky enough to get close enough to grab those two badges. How sneaky can I be? Okay. Uh, 21, a 10 plus 11. You start to move your way through there, and as you do, you, do, you like find like the ground between the vines that are sitting there. And as you step over them, you can see some of them like kind of twitch a little bit and move. You pause, you hold your breath as the creatures like just <laughs> you wait a second, it goes back to doing what it was doing, and you make your way over. Make me a sleight of hand check to see if you can pluck the medallions or the badges off of them. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. 28. Yeah. You get over underneath them, and as you're underneath them, you can feel like the heat of like this creature's mouth uh, from the acid that it was using to digest and melt these things. And you just reach over and grab both of them, and you pocket them down, and you slowly start to back your way out. Um, Ami and the rest of you, I need the three of you, Rolex, Les, and Rays, to make me a perception check. You said and me? Yes. Okay. Okay. Oh wow. Less with a natural twenty. Rolex with a twenty. Hoppy with, wow. with a ten. <laughs> and, and and then uh, um, raise with a twenty-one. So, uh, Ami, you're just like so paranoid about this creature. You you have these horrible flashbacks to being inside this creature's mouth, and again, it's just very unsettling for you. The rest of you looking out, you can see down the way. You, you can't really see where they're at. But as you guys are looking out, you hear another another wagon being pushed up the same pathway. Um, Ophidian, you start to take steps back, and you're getting out of this thing's reach here. And then you can see the creature kind of like its head like turn towards where you can hear this sound. You can hear that, that rolling of wheels. And you're like, oh, shit. And you can see the creature's head turn, and then a lot of its vines start to move towards where you're at. They're not moving towards you because you're not causing the noise, but they're moving towards you, though, in your direction. What do you want to do? Um, I guess I just want to... Uh, hmm. I'll, I'll, I will use... I will pull out one of those medallions and see if it actually works on the creature. Okay, so as you pull it out, you hold it out here. It's not doing anything at the moment here. Uh, make me an um, investigation or an arcana check to see if you can figure out how to make it work. Okay. 13. 
Okay. With a 13, you, you start to like shake it back and forth and you like are messing with it. Um, it's not working at first. You turn it over and you turn it back here. And, and as you turn it around, you can see that it's made out of several concentric circles. And the circles seem to be out of alignment. It's going to take you a second to kind of like, as you, it's like a, almost like a, a puzzle as you like kind of like frantically kind of go back and forth and do this. As you're doing this, the vines are passing you as you're standing still, I'm assuming. Yep. They're moving past you. Ami, you see Ophidian stop, take out a button and furiously kind of like messing with it. Like, a, like almost like he's playing a video game with a controller. He's just this way here as the vines are moving towards you and back towards where you, where your group is at. What do you want to do? So wait, has it, it has noticed Ophidian? No, it hasn't noticed Ophidian, but it has heard noise and it's moving in your direction because it's moving in the direction that you guys came from. Does it look like Ophidian is noticed? Ophidian's definitely noticed because he's standing okay. in the middle of them as they're passing by him and he's furiously like trying to get this medallion to work. <gasps> up down, up down, left right, left right. Yep. Maybe, maybe. Maybe start. <laughs> um... Wow. Uh, how far out are we from the uh, temple? Couple hundred, a couple hundred feet. Oh, well, my bad. I thought we were further away. Um, what is the the creature itself doing? Not the body. It's just, it's just it's, it's face. It, it's it's eyeless, but its face is turned in the direction it's hearing noise from. Which and is can, my direction. Which is yes. Um, she's just gonna like look at Ophidian intently, like trying to figure out how to get something across without saying out loud words. Do I have a Ophidian, as you're doing this, you can see the big eyes of Ami just. What you doing, buddy? I, I just wink at her. She silently like pitches a fit and throws her little fairy arms around. Just. Panicking. Relix, I think something stupid's happening right now. <laughs> I think something stupid is happening. Rolex, Les, and Rays. You guys see this wagon coming, and again, you guys obscure yourselves enough so that they don't see that you're there, because again, you guys rolled well enough. Um, but you see this wagon passing again here. Uh, there are uh, two more guards that are on this particular one as they're wheeling it past the temple entrance. What would you? Is there anything the three of you would like to do, or are you going to let them pass? I think we decided to let them pass so that we won't be discovered. So yeah, okay. I think we need to let them pass until the other two are back. Okay. It continues on. Ophidian with a thirteen, you're able to get it, but it took you some extra time. It wasn't as fast as you were hoping. And as you slide the last circular piece into position here, you can see the circles all line up, and there's like an outline of like a W like built into the actual three ring circles and it starts to glow. And as it glows, you can see the creature it starts to recoil. Like it shrinks down a little bit and then the vines start to start to scoot back and you've got it to work. Sweet. And as you get it to work and you're like starting to work your way back, you're like, yeah, got it. You take a few steps back and after about six seconds, it resets and then it stops working. You get the sense that this thing you have to again gotcha. uh, has has a has has limited amount of time that it works before you have to twist it again and get it right back there. 
I guess. So what is it actually doing? From what I can tell, it's just like glowing. Yeah, it's glowing this faint white glow, and it's causing these plants to recoil and move away from me. Okay, um, the two of you, you make back to Omni, who is still, is she still throwing a fit? <laughs> but I, I mean it too. Like, think about all those scenes that you see in, like, the, especially like the cartoon Peter Pans, where like Tinkerbell is literally just like stomping and throwing her arms around. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Is That's there fairy awesome. dust right going everywhere? <laughs> yes. Um, I look uh, at her and give her like a good job, little one. Awkward finger guns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ami, uh, you guys make your way back to the group. You have two of these things. And Ophidian, you take the time to, I'm assuming, tell everyone how they work. Please Sorry, take man. the time to tell us how they work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will. I will. Who wants the second one? And I will definitely explain uh, how, how it works. And uh, it's about six seconds or so before it times out. Um. I have my own way of dealing with these things, so you can have it, raised. He just gets hurt by them. <laughs> <laughs> I just think slash slash stab. Valid. Rolex, are you sure you don't want to carry one? I, I'm I'm wondering if I can make one. It looks like some kind of mechanical thing, and yeah, you can always try. Take something. Um, we've got other pieces of metal laying around i'm sure if not i'll take a piece off of me and try and turn it into yeah absolutely i have a lamp i just want to tinker uh, i want to try and tinker with that sure okay what you might look for for some kind of role out of that because there isn't any specific skill for it so yeah it's a, i mean there's there's tinkering checks so you can make a tinkering check um uh it'd be your um, intelligence plus your proficiency bonus i believe for uh, i do have tinkers tools as well yeah, I yeah, have so. smithing tools, and I'm, I can smith. Yeah. So let me know if you need any sort yeah, of Yeah, with Les's help, I would say go ahead and roll with advantage. Roll me a tinkerer's check. It's just a d20 plus your intelligence modifier and your proficiency bonus. So it is going to I'll, – I'll, I'll roll an intelligence then and add four. So 19 okay. for the first roll, and then – 17 and well, okay, yeah. You you definitely discern the magical effect that this thing has. It creates a a version of a light spell, but this light spell is geared very very much towards um, the darkness that these plants kind of um, don't like. They grow. They like dark. They like dank. They like these kind of things here. And you're able to discern that with again your magical tinkering. And as you create one. I mean, you can create this thing to look however you want. You don't need to make it look like a circle with a W in it. You can make it a circle with a with a R. You can make it into however you want it to look, Rolex. How would you make this? Well, I think um, <clears throat> just because it's funny to me for some reason, um, I want to do this uh, with like a couple pieces of metal that look like pruning shears after I'm done. Like it would okay, yeah. cut plants. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and it just emit the correct amount of light of the right type of light to mirror the other. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, you can definitely do this. I would say take it probably take you maybe about 30 to 40 minutes of actual messing with this thing and tinkering with with Les's help to successfully make make one. Uh, so you would have three now that you guys can use. If you want to make more, you could. It would take you less time, but you'd uh, it would just mean you'd be here a little bit longer if you wanted to make more. Now, I think for me at least, that as long as it keeps them away and it's based on light. If you're standing next to somebody who has one, you should be fine. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you guys have three of these things here. So if Idiot has one, um, 
Rolex has another one, and then Ray's has the third one. So, okay, very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's about 30 minutes or so that it takes Rolex to craft this stuff here. But you guys are very impressed as far as how quickly he was able to break this thing apart a little bit, take a figure out what it did, and then you know, create a magical yeah. infusion around this stuff here with Les, who was, of course, providing some <clears throat> assistance on that. Um, um, Ophidian seems to be taking a short rest still. Do you want to try to make a tiny one? <laughs> make a tiny ophidian make a tiny uh one of these circular things we just made for ami I, that, does it, that doesn't need to be tiny does it she's a smaller person do you want me to make one of your hobo items glow oh yeah, that's <laughs> all sorted crap that he thinks is your home <laughs> Oh, it's all your belongings because you don't have a home. My hobo items. Okay. <laughs> your rucksack, your stick. Yeah, do you, what do you happen to have like an old fork? <laughs> she rummages ready? through her pack and pulls out a little like flower crown. There you go. There you go. All right. A, a train passed from eight years ago. You still flash real quick. <laughs> now, now that you. I'll tinker yeah. with that to give it the same light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As you uh, as you already know how to do it now, it just takes you probably another fifteen minutes or so since you've now mm -hmm. gotten the process down and you successfully tinker. What does it look like? What do you do to her flower crown? Do you actually like put like a little garden shear on it? So with with that one, I think it's probably it's it's a good it's a little crown first off, right? Yeah, a little, a little crown. Yeah, and. It probably looks cute enough and probably have to hold it on one finger that just kind of poking in little spots to light it up is probably the extent of what he'll do with it. Okay. All right. So, Ami, you also have a way to repel these plant creatures. Um, it is uh, just a quick action for you guys to do it and to summon the light so that it scares these things away. So it doesn't hurt it. It just, like, makes it... It makes it safer for you guys to travel. Makes it cower for six seconds while you get away. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Okay. Um, are you guys going to be heading towards where Rolex was wanting to go? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, are you guys heading there? I'm assuming stealthily, so that you guys are not discovered. As stealthily as we can. Make every uh, uh, stay quiet if you plan to say yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's roll a group stealth check then. <clears throat> oh no. The whole group. Yes, the whole group. I'll roll for Ophidian since he is uh, not here. It's to be 20 plus 10 for him. Oh, so that's 19, 19 for Ophidian. Nice job, Rays. 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 Um, Les, Ophidian, and Rolex did well, but Rays and Ami did not. But that is a natural one, though, from Rays. God, dang it. <laughs> Fiends and Faye, they just don't mix. You guys make your way out into this underdark city. And as you make your way through, you're passing by some of the buildings. The person in heavy armor, plate armor, and the mechanical construct, seemingly quieter <laughs> than yours. That's the truth. has probably got a sneezing fit. <laughs> Rolex seems to know where to go, and Les is just following uh, where he goes. Uh, uh, Raze, you're still getting a little bit... A little bit of stuff in your sinuses from how Ami woke you up earlier here. And as you're making your way through this underdark city, you just, And it echoes throughout the city. 
and I'll mutter like I'll, I'll mutter a, a curse under my breath in abyssal. <laughs> you all stop. You all stop, and you hear what sounds like again t- dozens of vines making their way towards this loud coughing sound. Um, luckily, you guys have protection, but as you guys pull out your little medallions and as Ami like has her little flower crown on you see in a 360 degree circle around you these vines creeping in on you what do you guys want to do you guys shine I'll slash through we'll move I think we gotta run I don't think we have to run but we should keep moving valid Okay. Um, you want to uh, alternate every six seconds? I have two of idea. you go, then two of you go, then. I see. I understand. I I have an idea. Yes. I will cast major image a hundred feet that way, and just make the noise that they make louder than the noises we make. Yeah, you can certainly do that. Sound good. We'll still use the lights to get away. Okay. Yeah, you guys break out your lights and you hold them off for a few seconds while Rays cast this spell. And as you do, again, the spell goes off and you can hear uh, um, noises off in the distance. And the vines start to move their way back from you and then just kind of go around and make their way towards that area. You guys are able to make your way forward. Yes, Ray's. I just wanted to say that I want to make the image look like a few of the guards that we've seen. And they're just like panicking because they can't find their lights. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, The vines, the vines don't see this, but you guys see it and you, you, you guys are appreciate the way (laughs) puts out for you. Um, Just in case anybody else is looking. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I get you. Um, Good job, buddy. Thanks. Let's go. You all travel for what it feels like the next 45 minutes or so, because you guys are moving slowly. You guys do have to break out your lights occasionally as you turn around some corners, and there's a mess of vines that is there uh, that you have to kind of push back, and uh, less you hack through a few of them. Um, uh, uh, but you guys make your way up toward this area that Rolex is going towards. Rolex, as you are leading the group forwards, you see coming into view through the shrouded darkness, your eyes keep like flashing. The flashes are becoming more intense, but they're becoming very, very quick, very, very sporadic. You can see the tower being lit up from all sorts of um, looks to be uh, floating, um, uh, almost what looks to be like floating orbs that are circling around it here, emitting this kind of beautiful purple and green and uh, yellow lights as it circles around this tower. You get like, closer and closer. What was that, Ami? Like a fairy fire sort of deal? Like just the, the little, like... No, they, these are like large, like, it looks to be orb-like kind of crystals that are floating around it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And as you get closer and closer, you can see this tower. The top of it is coming into view, and it's broken off. And shooting out of the top, you can see just a faint modicum of, like, purplish light coming from it here. Not enough to even illuminate maybe 30 or 40 feet out from where you guys are at here. Very, very faint, very dark. And as you guys get closer, go ahead and make me a perception check, everybody. All right. I thought he was going to say no. All right. All right. 
Okay, so Lois, I think. Less and Rays, you guys, as you're getting closer and closer, you see outside of the temple, there's a large courtyard around this entire monolithic structure. There are several wagons that are lined up, maybe 30 or 40 of them. Barrels are not there anymore. And there are about three or four guards who are standing outside and grabbing one of the barrels and they're like, and they're like walk, walking it into the actual um, uh, like uh, the, the monolith uh, opening. There's like a, a large um, archway that leads in and it goes downstairs. You can't see into it from where you're at here, but with what you guys rolled, you don't walk into a, a group of guards. Uh, there's one left. He's standing out by the uh, wagon. He There's one barrel left that he's waiting for, and you can hear him kind of go, would you guys hurry up, please? I don't want to be out here by myself. Place is creepy as hell. And he's kind of looking around. What do you all want to do? Um, I'm not the uh, strategic attack sneaky uppy guy. How well, is, could, I'm looking back him. for advice. Should I rush him? How, how far out is this guy? He's probably about from where you guys came up to because there's 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 some buildings that are leading up to this here. You guys kind of went around the corner of one of these buildings you're looking down. The monolith itself is in a circular – has like a circular courtyard that goes around it. The circular courtyard is about 30 feet deep, and they're off to one side. You can hear what sounds like water off to the side of it as it sounds like there is maybe like an underground lake or a river system that is still there. But he's probably about 35 to 45 feet away from you right now from where you guys are at. Mm. What would you guys like to do? You, you're just seeing two of the guards taking one of the big barrels down inside and out of sight now. And, I mean, so far we have no idea what the barrels are. I mean, we're just seeing them right. tonight and now. Right. You said they sound like slushy meat. Slushy no. meat? No. no. No, I misheard mm -mm. something. <laughs> no. I. Mm. <laughs> It, it, sounds like, it sounds like stew. Ah. A thick, rich, <laughs> really thick stew. stew. Yeah, a thick and meaty stew. Okay, um, I can I can put him to sleep if we want to advance now. We could wait to see a pattern. What say you all? Uh. I say it's nap time. I want to get we, in there. We snuck up here this far. Let's continue sneaking. All right. Uh, I will cast sleep at fourth level. All right. Go ahead and roll me. Sleep at less. Go ahead and, <laughs> go ahead and roll Got me your V8. Yoo-hoo, big boy. <laughs> okay, and that's going to come out to 5d8 plus 60, 11d8. Yay. Oh, this is going to take uh, a lot of dice. Five, five, and one. Okay. Uh, so if he has... 33 uh, hit points or more. Or... 33 or less. 33 or less. Yeah, sorry. Three, that's right. So if, if it was 33 or more, I'd be using sleep a lot more often. Yeah. As as he's as as he's sitting there, he's like he's kind of like nervously like uh, he's kind of like fiddling with his the pommel of his short sword. You can see him as Ray's cast his spell. Uh, what do you say when you cast sleep? Is it just good night? 
or is it something else? <laughs> Sweet prince. Is, does the subject of the sleep spell hear me? Like I in, would say, in their head? Yeah, I would say in their head, yeah. Okay, so my material component for this spell is rose petals, and uh, the <laughs> the verbal is uh, you know, yeah. Good night, my sweet prince. As he, as he says, he, he you kind of see him like, kind of like, look, what? Mm. <laughs> and he just falls over. Now sleep only lasts for a minute. So, I, that's so he, all I need yeah. to murder him. <laughs> as, wow. as established in the past. That escalated <laughs> real quick. Raise, you rush over. Is that what you're doing? You're gonna murder um, him? No, I'm gonna look over to Ophidian, look over to Les. One of you want to take him? Like I make like a stabbing motion, like one of you two. Um, that's not really in my nature, but I won't stop you. Oh, hey, right on cue. <laughs> yeah. Chris is back right when a murder is requested. But, but he will. <laughs> Ophidian, you see the, the one guard that's outside of this monolithic structure, uh, by one of the crates and barrels. You can see him just fall asleep and like fall down. And then Ray's looks at you and says, do you want to go murder that guy? What do you want to do? <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, I'm shooting like Unmute. Friends at Un both Les and Ophidian. Like, Hey, one of you two go do it. Les is like, nah, fam, not me. <laughs> well, I need to, I need a little more background. <laughs> Cause that's just, uh, you know, last five minutes or so. Okay. Got so uh courtyard, two guards, one is taking barrels from the cart into the building. It's taking him a, a a bit because they're heavy. The other guard is just standing watch and saying, "Hey, hurry up! I don't want to be out here alone." You know, famous last words. But he went. To, he fell asleep. I well, can't sleep on him. Sleep. Uh, he's uh, two days from retirement and uh... <laughs> <laughs> two days from rotation. <laughs> two more weeks and out, man. Um. Well, what's why do you want me to murder him? Are you trying to replace him? What's the plan here? I'm trying to get in. We're not so, really sure. Try to get in very quickly. We only have a minute to do this. If if he's murdered near me, then I can be him for a little while. But uh, I'm not all that great at murder. <laughs> oh, I got you. I'm sorry. What did you just yeah. say? Yeah. He, he's not great at uh, murder. I'm not, as yeah. far as we know. I'm not all that great at murder. I just got to tell him to dress in something comfy first, and then he's okay at murder. Yeah, I, I, la I laugh. I'm like, sure you're not. <laughs> um, how long does that inspiration last? By the way, I haven't used it yet. It's it's, it's been longer out. than ten minutes. It's been longer than ten minutes and forty. You guys have been you guys have been traveling for about thirty or forty minutes. But you guys do have only a little bit of time left before sleep. The guy wakes up. So what do you want to do? I guess yeah. I'll go murder him. Oh, fine. I'll go murder him then. Is this how it's done, Steph? <laughs> I will be following up behind yeah. Ophidian just the ways up to at least up until I'm within. Uh, 30 feet of the body because I want to take his shadow. With, okay. Uh, okay, so my dress is stealth, I'm assuming. Uh, no, I, I would say you guys, you guys are the group made a stealth check making their way up here. So uh, you make your way over quickly. And uh, if it how do you want to try to off this poor sleeping soldier that just now got knocked out? I will uh, just take my uh, knife and put it right in the back and right up into his brain, just dagger right into Scramble's brains. Absolutely. You dig it in uh, uh, right at the point right here and you can all, you just hear a little and that's it it's clean quick death and again one that you're you're, you're you know you're you're pretty used to and you pull out your your dagger here uh raise you follow up you see a quick clean kill from ophidian um 
I activate activate Mantle of Whispers. So Mantle of Whispers, when a humanoid dies within 30 feet of me, I take his shadow. So I interpret that as... uh, So Raze himself, he does not actually cast the shadow because of his fiendish heritage. So what happens is like... uh, (laughs) Back on Peter Pan from earlier, how Peter Pan's shadow just kind of like moves around. It looks like this dude's shadow is like being dragged towards me. And like once it like hand hands up, like as if he's being dragged on his back. Once it gets to me, I'll actually like pick the shadow up and kind of put it on like a cloak. Like at the time, yeah. So now I am casting a shadow, but I'm not activating the ability yet. I'm not turning into him. Yep. I can hold on to it for da da da. I, I can hold on to it until I finish a long rest. Yeah, and it lasts for one hour. So it lasts for one hour. All right, so I'm I'm licking the blood off the blade and the brain juice, and I'm looking at Raisin like, and they say I'm the freaky one. I'm <laughs> so unsettled right now. Yeah, the druid is like, what the? So oh, that's what that was just me and Raisin. Yeah, we need new friends. Yeah, yeah. All you guys see is again Ophidian just bury the dagger in this creature's head, pull it out, start licking the blade as Raze is like seemingly struggling with this struggling <laughs> um, shadow of this this guy who just died well, and like of, stepping into it like he's putting on pajamas. Uh, <laughs> now, out of curiosity, just literally just for flavor text. Um, you're casting his shadow now, but does it look like you, or does it still look like him, but coming from you? Uh, the astute on the astute viewer would recognize that the shadow does not match the man, but okay. unless you are that paranoid about people's shadows, you're more than likely not going to notice. It's just a blob of darkness underneath him. I mean, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, just... Raze is completely flat now, and the shadow is 3D. <laughs> We've okay. swapped places. Pretty slow. What are you guys doing with the body? Are you leaving it there, or are you dumping it into the nearby little lake, or are you guys hiding it off somewhere else, or are you just going to leave it where it lies? I'm surprised they're not eating it. <laughs> well, we haven't I finished it. Anyway. Uh, yeah, we should, we should hide it somewhere. <laughs> Barrels or water? Any good corpse hiding spots? Whatever is faster. Uh, they're not searching water, I assume. So, okay, water Ra- is safer. Raisin Ophidian, uh, you two both kind of take the body and you just kind of drop it into the water. You can see it kind of float there for a second and then just kind of settle underneath the water as he's wearing armor and things like that. Here, the weight kind of drags it down. I make sure um, to snag his amulet before uh, they do yeah, that, though. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If you guys are all floats for a second, just kind of like. Stab it in the chest, poke a hole, let the water in. <laughs> there we go. Yep. That's an odd uh, angle that you stab him in the chest there, uh, Ray's. Is that not where his lungs are? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you guys Ooh, outside of this, you guys outside of this monolithic structure. Uh, what do you guys want to do? Should we wait for the other guard and ambush him, or should I yep. sneak yep. on in ahead? All no, right. let's wait. We'll All wait right. for him. Okay, you just guys wait. Like line up against the wall by the door, yeah. just waiting with weapons in hand. 
you guys wait for a few minutes and uh, you hear coming back up the stairs. You hear two of them because there was three of them out there. Two of them took the barrels down and now two of them are heading back up. You can hear them walking up and they're like, oh, God, all right. Almost done. We have only one barrel left. I know I can't wait to get out of here. Well, we're going to be back here in a week after this here from what it sounds like they need more, more of this. Ugh. And he's like, oh, just, I prefer not to talk about it. And they're walking up. What do you guys want to do? You probably have maybe 10 seconds before they actually come through the archway to this monolithic structure. Can I be out like by the uh, wagon where the barrel is? Just yeah. so I can, just, I could be the distraction, like just standing yeah. by it, kind of like looking down a little bit, just just enough where I could kind of peer up and see them come. Yeah. yeah. As they as they come up here, they're, 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 you can see they're kind of not, they're just kind of like wiping off their hands or like, oh disgusting and they go all right mcnevin where are you they look up at you as they say the person's name and they look and they see you because you're making yourself off you're making yourself yep, yeah definitely yeah they go oh so, so what's in the barrels they look at each other and they go to grab onto their blades uh, uh poison spray <laughs> what's in the box the what's you, in the box what did the rest of you want to do because i'm going to give this group a chance to surprise these people and do whatever they need to do uh roll are they side by side or uh, yeah they're side by side they walked out together okay. yeah roll, I, we'll start with as you soon, as soon as they're past the um archway and i have a you know clear line because i was going with what uh eli had said earlier we probably had our our backs to the wall waiting for somebody to just yeah. come back so we yeah. could ambush them that kind of thing yeah um i'd have the uh crossbow ready as soon as we know that they're they're coming and um, that will be the the plan as soon as you know they um get right in front of me and the poison spray shoots out that's going to be my cue that okay. yeah, i guess we are going to kill them okay less what about you i'll start charging as soon as i see rolex lift up his crossbow to fire so i'm going to follow as fast as possible feel like agility to get up to the next one for a, a sweep at the legs and then stab in the back and then probably follow with my third swing straight okay. to the skull all right Ray, what are you doing? um so i have i have clear line of sight of these guys right oh yeah yeah you guys position okay. yourselves to where you guys are set up for an ambush oh, absolutely um you know what? I, I want this just done over and quick, so I will be casting Synaptic Snap, uh, Synaptic Static just behind them, so as to not uh, hurt the feline rushing forward. Okay. Uh, it causes psychic energy to explode. Every creature within them, just the two, uh, takes 8d6 damage. Absolutely. Oh, on second uh, thought, I do have that javelin I could throw. Okay. All right. So, however you want to do it. And then, Ami, what are you doing? Wow, um, that escalated real quick. Hold on. I committed a run, and I'll just do that. Sorry. <laughs> uh, what are you doing? How um how far away are we from them? You guys or are within well? like ten, you guys are within like ten feet of them. And again, you guys have an ambush on them, so I'm letting everyone do what they want for this here, and we'll see if you can kill them all in one shot, or if we're gonna go into a little bit of combat. Okay. Um, I'm gonna do my um chill touch thing with the 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 icy skeleton hand coming up out of the ground okay all right uh ophidian uh poison spray is a save i believe yes yes uh constitution 16. constitution 16 they have a oh that is one fail one success on air so again you release the poison spray go ahead and roll damage please 
That's twenty-one. Oh, they also need to make a uh, intelligence save against yep. synaptic static. Also yep. sixteen DC. Yep, we'll uh, we'll get to them in just a second here. But Rolex, um, as you waited for the cue and Ophidian kind of kicked the party off here, um, you see this this poison spray shoot out right into their face. You can see them cover their face. One of them covers his face up enough that he doesn't get hit by it fully. Rolex, go ahead and fire your uh, shots. Roll me your attack with advantage because you are coming out at them at a sneaked. Oh, yeah. Nice. Those, both, those both will hit for sure. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, well, well, that, that arm really is getting in the way. <laughs> What was that, Joe? Uh, you, have, you have two. You have two shots with your with your bow. So yeah, go ahead. I was talking while I had this thing muted, um, so that would be all me. Uh, however, um, so the the first one it, it's plus five more, so seven damage for the first one. Excellent. Ouch. And then uh, I'm just going to attack him again, the second shot with the cross. Yep, with the, with advantage. Yep. That so still hits. Yep. Again, or twenty-one, I should say, not again. Um, and then damage would be 12. Okay. Um, Wes, make your attacks, please, with advantage, because it is a sneak attack. All right, so I'm going to run up to the one that got hit by the poison first, and I'll swing at him uh, with advantage on all these, you said? Yep. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to roll for their save while he's doing all that right quick here. 16 DC for this adaptic static. Uh, that is no, that's, two fails. Ignore that. I meant to roll the attack die, not the damage die first. I'm off my game tonight, guys. Okay, so first attack, that's both swings. Uh, did 21 hit? Mm -hmm. Okay, yep. so I'm using a long sword because, or two handed, sorry, with the long sword because I'm not using the shield right now. Yep. So 13 on that one. Um, I do want to use. Uh, a superiority die for uh, this first swing to add uh, using, I already lost it. It's like superior combat or something where I add a d10 to my damage. Okay. And so I'll roll that. Roll. Add uh, eight more damage to that attack. Uh, if he's not down yet, I'll swing at him for the second one as well. Okay. And then uh, Ami, roll me an attack for your chill touch, please. Oh, yeah. Roll me damage, please, Zombie. I mean, that definitely hits. 27. 27. So, total everything up. Okay. Unless uh, you can save that superiority die, because between all of you, uh, you've all done enough damage to kill them both. Uh, even though the one saved against Ophidian's poison spray uh, with uh, the fail on the synaptic static and then the chill touch attack and then the two shots and then your attack there uh you guys mop the floor with these individuals here um how badly are you wanting to just murder them like <laughs> where their where their body would not be identifiable again or <laughs> how horrific is this for all of you who are uh <laughs> attacking these two cards i mean yeah. rolex is not brutal uh less would not go for the whole brutal thing either just enough to get the job done 
Unless it was incidental, then Les probably wouldn't mind. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely want to take their amulets off and dump them in the drink. Okay. Synaptic static just turns their brain to mush. Nothing on the outside this time. Okay. All right. Yeah. You guys easily do this, and you drop the two bodies brutally covered in poison. Uh, their eyes are like kind of like sideways from the synaptic static. It just kind of like popped their brain, it seemed like. And then uh, one of them has an icy kind of like uh, handprint across their neck where it seemingly strangled them to death, followed by bolts and slashes from uh, a, a long sword. Uh, they are essentially murked pretty bad. Uh, and you just drop them in there. This time, Ray doesn't have to poke any holes in them because there are holes in them already. And they just kind of float down. Um, there's one barrel left on the actual wagon. There is the doorway, the archway that leads down into the monolith. What do you guys want to do? Should we see what's inside this thing? Yes. Yep. Who's opening it? Um, I, got want a pry bar? To, I want to have Rolex walk up to it first, searching for memories. Okay. Um, for this, you don't see any memories for this. You do see a flash of you coming into this monolith when it was fully built. You can see the giant uh, crystal orbs floating above it, emitting radiant light, and there are several people with you. As you kind of flash your image back here to this dark underground area, you can see there are several broken, looks to be glass shards that are laying around the side of it here, which looks to be what those big glass orbs were that were illuminating and floating around it here. They seem to be broken, and the remnants are there. But you don't get any flashes about a barrel, about this kind of thing here. So this is completely foreign to you as far as what's maybe in this or what this is for. Okay. Um, I have no significant insight, and I'll just kind of stand there and wait for somebody else. <laughs> does it look like it needs pried open, or does it look like it has? Yeah, it looks to be it looks to be secured. I mean, you have to just kind of go up and pop open the top here. Okay. Doesn't seem to be like it's it's on there so tight that it, it would require a strength check. Just I want to know who's doing it. Who wants to open it up? I'll open it up. Last, you get up there and you you pop it open, and as you do, I need you to make me a Constitution saving throw, please. Okay. And then if this fails, I will use my indomitable or whatever. Oh it's no, called. no, it, 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 twenty-two oh. passes. Yeah. Twenty-two. Is good. <laughs> uh, as you open it up here, you get hit with this stench of rot and bone and decaying flesh. And as you open it up, you can see the barrel is stuffed full with body parts. Rat. <laughs> yep. Somebody making soup. It's it's people. Soylent green, excellent. Um, I'll need to be over here, uh, trying All not right. to get. So, sick. how many barrels have we seen come into this place? With there's bodies? about there's about twenty or thirty wagons that are lined up around the side of this building here, and each one of these wagons carries about five or six barrels. A lot. Yeah, the irony is, it's exactly that one dude who I saw at the uh, end that we were at. <laughs> And is this uh, where this location is in this underground city? Does this put the, put us underneath the power plant on top side? It's very close. Okay, so we know that the manifest said we, they need a hundred barrels at underneath the power plant by so, some time. So, what's the what's the plan here, Ray's? What do you think? They're gonna blow up the power plant, have these body parts, false flag? What do you think? I think it's. It may be something much more sinister than that. I worry that that may be the case. 
Only by pressing forward can we discern the truth, unfortunately. I'll take a picture. I'll try to get, get another shot with the uh, barrel with the open body parts and like the room with the rest of those wagons and barrels. Sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, roll me a d20. Let's see how good your artistic interpretation of this shot is. Just straight d20. Uh, yeah, just straight d20. Just straight d20. <laughs> I was trying to see if I could use anything. Probably not. Yeah, I got nothing. This is like the third photo you've ever taken. So oh, man. This is going to be roll. funny. Okay. The photographer's tools. Is anyone photobombing the photo? Yeah. Oh, it's pretty good. 17. 17. I'm getting better. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm no Peter Parker, but I'm pretty good. No, no, no. But it, you definitely you definitely stage it correctly to where you get the right angle to where you can get the open top mm -hmm. with the lid, with oh, the yeah. structure, with all that stuff. Yeah, I, I, it's it's a good photo. You feel that this mm -hmm. is front page photo material. Okay. What are you guys doing? Onward, then. All right. Okay. <laughs> Onward. You make your way in. You make your way in through the archway of this monolithic structure. Who is? I need a marching order. Who's going in here first? Uh, Les will go in first. Okay. I'm gonna um, be comfortably in the middle. Comfortably in the middle. I will be in front of Ami. We'll okay. Go. Sword and shield out, ready to go. Okay. Rolex, Ophidian, bring up the rear. I think Rolex kind of needs to be towards the front to okay. keep up with the um. The flashbacks, as well you, uh, as being able to to bounce side to side and knock people over. Like okay, want. you watch the uh, you watch the uh, aft. I'll go watch the bow. Okay, so then Ophidian, are you bringing up, bring up the rear then? Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, Rolex and Les are kind of leading in the front in tandem, followed by uh, Ray's and Ami, and then followed by Ophidian. Uh, you make your way down through this magnificent archway. Inside, it has black uh like uh obsidian uh, uh glowing uh kind of um a shine to the walls as you guys pass through the little light that is coming and emitting from uh just some of the ambient stuff like reflects off of it very beautifully it has intricate tile work and carvings throughout the floor and less and rolex uh, i need you guys to make me a uh perception check as you guys make your way down and then i need after that Everyone to make me a stealth check to see if you can get through quietly. Uh, 20. 20. 19. Okay. Yeah, lesson lesson Rolex on it. All right. Okay. So they're roll me a oh. Oh Ami. I just put Ami in my pocket or something. <laughs> oh, we got we got a natural 20 and we got a natural one. So those cancel each other out for the group check here. We got Ray's with a uh, 19 and I need a lesson Rolex with a um oh, a stealth check. Yeah, please. I accidentally rolled a sleight of hand, but it's the same bonus. So I'm same bonus. It. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Do you want me to roll normal? Or do you want me to roll with disadvantage? Because the uh, half plate. Yeah, you have half plate on, so it's disadvantage. Disadvantage. Okay. Uh, no. nine. 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 Okay, okay. It's so, not a one though. So we have the uh, natural twenty, the natural one cancel each other out. We have uh, less with a negative, and then we have uh, Rays and Rolex with a positive. So it's a group pass, barely a group pass, <laughs> as everything is considered. But you guys are quiet enough moving through this hallway. You guys make your way down, and as you do, um, less and Rolex. You make your way into uh, around several corners as this this complex gets very big underneath this monolith here. You make your way through several corridors, and as you do, you 
find the corridor that seems to head down to where um, you can see almost like a faint pulsing of like purplish light. As you guys turn and you look down there, you guys see there is creatures in this particular area. And you see that they are standing in front of an altar. And it looks like they have other soldiers inside there. It looks like there's a few more Winter's Guard, and they're, like, dumping these body parts into this uh, purplish glowing kind of almost, like, bowl that is sitting right there in the center. They're just kind of chucking the parts in here. You can see they have, like, masks over their face, as you can imagine the smell. And less in Rolex, you see that that large, lanky creature that you guys saw in the district in the quarantine. He is standing there at the top of some stairs, looking down at them who are pouring these things in. And Les, what was that, Les? Les grips his sword, uh, sword tighter. Okay. Yeah. And as he is doing this, uh, you see on the other side, there is uh, somebody that, I, I don't know if you guys have ever seen him, but you know enough about him. You see Lord Wintermere himself, Lord Phineas Wintermere. He is down here, and he has... Mm -hmm. Uh, several other guards with him. And you can see him talking to this creature as they are dumping body parts into this giant bowl. You can see crackling of electricity firing from this bowl as the body parts are being like, looks like almost blended and consumed into it. And you guys all hear a loud gum -gum. Gum -gum. You hear pulses. You can feel like the the ground vibrate as each pulse happens. Absolutely not. They're doing no. some sort of vile spell. No. Um, Ami just Ami floats away. <laughs> She's like, I'm, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I I'm about to head out. Can Shall I we end this? In Arcana check to determine the purpose of the ritual from here. Uh sure. Go ahead and make an Arcana check. Uh, I'm not expecting a lot from this. I've got everything working against me, but 23. Oh, 23. Okay. Um, you know enough about ritual spells and body parts. You've never seen anything like this in your past. You've never seen anything remotely close to what you're seeing here. And it's a little bit tough to see because, again, a, a Rolex and, and, and Lesser are in front of you and you're kind of like peeking in. Um, it ha Again, you know that bodies and people can be sacrificed. There have been in the past ritualistic uh, spells and things that have got involved blood sacrifices, but you've never seen anything or heard of anything on this scale. Well, like, kind of nudge Ophidian and get that device ready. I'm going to stare at Scythia and Tiva and use Know My Enemy and stare at the him for a minute. Okay, Les just kind of is just staring locked on uh, with uh, this uh, creature here. While it takes a minute for him to do that, is there anything else that you guys are wanting to do? Uh, again, it's a little bit tough to see inside all the way, but you can just, every every 30 seconds or so, you hear just a, a another pulse. Raises another... taking notes. Every little detail he can find, this is going in a full report. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I kind of want to take a picture, but that would be a dick move because it's a flash. Oh, but I'm kind of, right. I'm kind of up to do it though. Just <laughs> to <get a> dick. <laughs> I mean, we're we're weighing the pros and cons. 
I, I, don't I think we're anything. weighing the pros and implementing the cons. <laughs> yes, that sounds. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we're equipped enough to interrupt this and get out alive. I think we should get what information we can and leave. I know when I'm in over my head. <laughs> and Rolex says, do you want to play your monk or not? Oh! <laughs> you just hear growling from Les. <laughs> what was that, Rolex? <laughs> Nothing. Brutal. Okay. Um, uh, Les, I'm going to send you the, the stats for this character here so that you will know what it is. Uh, okay. But um, is anyone wanting to get closer or try to get a better... <laughs> I'm with the fairy on this one. How many how many guards are there? Did you say? There there are there are about six that you can see. There's two that are like dumping body parts, and you can see there is Lord Phineas Wintermere. He has his like his his helm off, and he's got a very, very pronounced like kind of cloak and cape. And he's got four other guards around him at that point. And then there is the creature, and you can hear other things in there, but you can't really see them from where you're at. You guys are like around this hallway, you'd have to kind of come around a little bit and take a good look inside in order to kind of get a full lay of the land. Uh, can we see if Garthok is in there? Like, um, From where you're at right here, you can't see Garthok. But uh, I, you can I always will, see closer. What? I will go invisible and see if I can get closer. <clears throat> okay. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Uh, with that, um, uh, Ophidian. I, I would like to give Ophidian a pat on the back before, like as he's turning invisible, you got this. You, Come back you alive, reach, please. You reach. You reach out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I am. Why are we encouraging and, uh, this? Bardic I'm inspiration. Kind of go along with that, uh, if I could. Um, yeah. The that spell I got, vortex warp, that I was going to put in the crossbow. Yeah. Um, if I mean, being an ally, if I know Ophidian just turned invisible. Technically, the spell says some uh, a creature you can see within range. But if I know he's there, is that enough? Because uh, yeah, I would say yeah, it's sort of exactly where he wanted to go within. Sight. Yeah, yeah, I would say I would say that's that's enough for you. Absolutely. That way, Ophidian wouldn't have to walk there or have to sneak by anybody. Just be invisible already and just move right over to that spot. Okay. That's okay. Cool. All right. So, Ophidian, your friends give you this bonus here, and you like kind of walk past it again. Less is just staring intently. Lest you just see this little shimmer of this invisible creature moving past your eyes. Doesn't Les doesn't even break a line of sight from this here. Just staring. Ophidian, you make your way inside. And as you come up, you can see there is intricate uh, um, work all through the flooring here. And as you make your way up these kind of like slanted slope where you can see better, you can see there is uh, Scythian TV. He's on the stairs next to what appears to be a large run of pipes that goes from this bowl. You couldn't see it because the bowl was obscuring the, the view of the pipes heading up because it was like right in front of it. But you can see these pipes leading up to a massive crystallized heart. And it is beating and pumping. And there is, uh, you don't see Garthok. You just see um, Lord Wintermere standing with several guards. And then next to Scythia, you can see there is two large creatures that are standing next to him. One of them is a dog-like creature with a tail. The tail comes around, and it has what looks to be like an eye that is glowing, and it's just looking around as it's kind of sitting there perched on these steps. Uh, I'm going to switch over to the map here so you can actually see what it looks like. 
you know, that description to me was grosser than a barrel of body parts. The eye <laughs> at the end of the tail. No. Yeah. Don't care for that. So, you are currently invisible right around here. You can see the guards. You can see the guards dumping body parts and they're feeding in to this heart that as you can see and you can hear like the squelching of the body parts being like sucked in you can see the heart going and it's again radiating with this pulse of energy yeah even though i'm invisible as soon as i pick up that dude with the tail with the eye i kind of want to hide behind something because i don't trust that dude i don't trust that as you move back to hide is there anything that anybody else wants to do or say Please. He's holding his breath. <laughs> yeah, because we, 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 Roy, we can't Jenkins. No, absolutely not. No, not Kitty. No. Somebody get the spray bottle. Somebody get the flies out of nowhere. Fire hose. <laughs> Quick, grab the laser pointer. And distract him. How could, so? Okay. Yeah, hey, I got. I want to do something. I want to. I want to wreck the joint. <laughs> I, I say we end this. They're, we can't let them finish what they're doing. Okay. Yeah. All right. I would, I, I would like to do something to kick something off. What do you want to do? I want since I'm invisible. I want to. I want to wait for that tail thing to not be looking my way, and I want to dump my bag of steel balls. There's a thousand of them right into that pile of where they're dumping the body parts, like the steel little. Okay, are you are you are you gonna be chucking No, I'm gonna like just yeah, just throw it in. Okay, like, just the whole bag of a thousand ball bearings. Okay, as you are watching this creature's eye, like on its tail, looking around, and right as it's looking around, and you're ducking behind this barrel, invisible, and it's searching, you're finding your spot. That's where we're gonna end for the night, and we will pick up. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Was found was the end of the episode, man. Yep. Crazy. Uh, Dude, that was so crazy. Oh man. Well, out of curiosity, what is is that a regular monster manual monster? The thing with the eye in its tail? Yes, yes, it is. It's not a monster. It's, no, it's not a monster manual. It's it's in it's in one of our one of the supplements. Uh, okay. But it is an official monster, though. Yes. Yeah, because that's just wrong. No, <laughs> no eyes and tails. No, there is no eye and tail. I mean, I guess there is, but that's not there. The is. There. But, the end. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you all for playing, and uh, we'll see what happens next time as you guys have uh, made your way down into some uh, pretty serious stuff in this sure. particular. In the meantime, we'll wrap this one up, and we can say. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you guys <laughs> later. later. Prepare your month. You, <laughs> you can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. This is going to be catastrophic. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> this will go down in hiss. <laughs>